Many listeners will have heard or read of Chinese journalist Jinran Zhui's bestseller, The Good Women of China. Jinran has just been to New Zealand to talk about her latest book, Message from an Unknown Chinese Mother, a very personal account of the untold stories of mothers who have lost or given up their daughters as a result of the traditional custom that favoured boys over girls, and more recently the one-child policy that China has imposed on its people and which has resulted in untold suffering, particularly to mothers and daughters. I talked to Jinran while she was here and I asked her why she herself, an abandoned daughter, has had such difficulty communicating with her mother ever since. She didn't like my first book, The Good Woman China, because my father read it. The first chapter is about my childhood. Then my father had a heart attack um, two hours later. So since then, my mom never opened the book. Then once I asked her, I said... You didn't want to know what happened to me when you are not there? Then she said, uh, maybe you are too selfish. Uh, you haven't thought about why after Second World War in Germany, no one talked about family issue. My mom said that's too painful to the whole nation to start this conversation. How could... Older generation answered the question, what did you do during the war? Yeah. And my mom said, uh, Chinese population, over 90% have been involved in political movements, you know, culture revolution. And she said, it's a very difficult to tell the story. In today's China, which is a, such a black and a white a beliefs, so I tried again because my argument is um, the, for the young Chinese, the family didn't want to talk. There's nothing in their history books in the classroom. You know, even modern Chinese history book in the education system in China, 80% is about uh, 1950, before the 1950s. Yeah. Only 20% is afterwards. 10 years culture revolution, never, never more than half page. So I thought if young generation had no way to know the truth, how could they really value or understand or respect our roots and our past or even their own family adults? But that truth, the truth that so many daughters were either killed or abandoned or orphaned out or in other words other ways disposed of is a gigantic truth and I, and I, I, ha I guess I have to ask why has it taken so long and for someone like you to reveal this in your books uh, for this truth uh, n not to, to have somehow filtered out I don't know other people, but for me, it's a very painful process, you know. And when I realized I didn't know about my country, I didn't know a huge gap between the city and the countryside, I didn't know my mom's life, and I interviewed so many people as my mom's friend, her ex-classmates, colleagues, you know. And I still can put the picture together because I have to listen to her own words. Yes. 
So when I try to listen to so many Chinese mothers, even someone never been educated, never traveled to the next village, never could write or read, even never had a name for themselves, then I realized that, that is not just education or cultures. It's something from tradition and very strong, the watered or controlled people's beliefs. Yes. Like for myself, many Chinese challenge me, say, are you sure everything you write is true? So I told them the difference between the truth and the fake is you can wake up. You will be wake up by the pain if mm. the truth. Because... Ha- yeah, this happened to me. How much is this discrimination effectively in favour of men, boys and men, uh, the product of traditional society, and how much is it the product of more recent developments, including the cultural revolution and, and including the one-child policy? Actually, you know, over 127 Chinese girls, orphans, mainly girls, have been adopted by 27 countries. When I tried to figure out where those numbers girls come from, then I found many different reasons, but I would say it's three main reasons. One is traditional beliefs. This is a very big, all the years back to our, you know, maybe 1,500 BC. And also China has a special case. I don't know other country because we have the um, tax system for agriculture society. This tax system is if the family have one more, Boy, you could have one more piece of the land. If yes. you have one more girl, you had nothing. It's a little bit like a Western heritage system, but this system, unfortunately, still carry on. It's working in modern China. So, for many many persons, we have to understand that seventy-eight of the Chinese population, which is one point three billion people. They are never being educated over three or four years, you know, yes. 78% of the population. So in those people's life, they are still living this kind of culture beliefs as the season, four seasons, as the, you know, sunrise from the east, ascend to the, the west. So it's a very difficult for them to accept it uh, as a modern idea or civilized idea or Western idea or single child policy or birth control, you know. And before I came here, and I was reading the book called Dream of the Woman and talk about the furniture, uh, antique, is uh, all the stuff, item is about uh, how to abuse women in the family life, include the sex, include how to kill a baby girls, a beautiful, beautiful item, bright, right, and that is for kidding. So I saw that this kind of things in many, many deep countryside along the River Yellow and the River Yangtze in different size, shape and colors. But mm. this is a part of their furniture and the daily life, you know. And then I have to say single child policy, in fact, is quite a lot as well. Even government gave a two children policy to the peasants and gave, you know, free policy to the minority people. But because we have to, we come from this kind of culture beliefs, even in the city, even in Singapore, Malaysia, Japan, all this kind of South Korea, this kind of oriental culture, 
today we still believe a boy is, is far more important than girls. What about in the cities now? A young couple has a... Uh, uh, the, 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 the wife gets pregnant. Uh, do they actively discuss, oh, I hope it's a boy because it'll be better for us if it's a boy? Um, honestly, it's true. Including in Singapore, two weeks ago I was there, and uh, many journalists, uh, the female journalists told me they talk about their mother-in-law and talk about their pregnant, they're worried the first child is not a boy. Because if the boy, family will give the big celebration. If the girl, the family has been quiet. Because that is our culture. If you don't have the first child as a boy, you are criminal of your family and of your surname. There's a bigger family trees. So culture so, is stronger in this case than politics. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, much stronger. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I was so surprised in Singapore and the, the girls in their early 30s and later 20s told me same things. And uh, I thought, uh, are you sure in Singapore? They said, oh, don't believe Western painting the Singapore. We are very, very Chinese. How does a... A woman, say a woman in the post-war years, in the 60s or even 70s during, during the Cultural Revolution, who feels obliged to get rid of a female baby, uh, how does she actually respond in circumstances like that? Is there, of, the, of the women who have spoken to you about this, I mean, there was an immediate feeling of, why should I be obliged to? This is my own child, I guess. A, a, an emotional upwelling. Uh, but, but then they seem to rationalise that against the cultural need and just do it. Yeah, I think this is what we have to thanks to the mod, uh, open policy, you know. And China and opened in late 1970s, actually it's 79. Um, particularly from 1980s, the Chinese peasants are uneducated population from countryside to the cities. They just flood into the cities. You know, this is the very, very first time in Chinese 5,000 years history allowed the peasants leave their land. Mm. So when they come to the cities, when they observe the city's life, many women wake up and they realize that the girls in the cities, even not a big city, you know, we have 470 cities in the whole China. In the cities, most families treated um, the girls or boys quite equal in the public. We talk about the public is not really from the, the, the family, you know, uh, beliefs. Yeah. And so they shocked. And like many people I interviewed, oh, they caught my program. I used to run the radio show eight years. Then they said they feel so painful and shocked because they killed their own daughter. So they've said to me, why? And the girls in the city could have the same life as boys, but why my daughter even had no right to live? So this kind of wake up will cause lots, lots of pain and a lot of death. According to United Nations in 2002, Chinese women committing suicide is top of the world. Yes. So lots of people say, oh, because of open policy, because, you know, China get worse. I said, no.
is good things because before they believe everybody should kill the baby girls. That is normal. That is part of the housework. Now we wake up. We start to feel the pain. Yeah. You know. So I I believe. And those people, particularly young girls from countryside, now is the first generation. They have their own children in the cities. I haven't heard anything like、uh, you know they dropped or killed baby girls in the cities. So I think that that process is a, a very good or、uh, right direction so far. How strongly applied is the one-child policy now? Actually, one-child policy, when they start in '79 and become very strong policy in east part of the cities, not everywhere, because government gave two children policy according to our culture beliefs. For minorities, you can have as many as you can. You know, there are 56 different people in China, so Han people is. Ninety-two, ninety-three percent. Has the government passed legislation? I mean, is all that? Well, they didn't pass legislation. They just、uh, actually, announced it. Single, I mean, is it formal no, policy? No, no. Actually, single child policy became a law only in two thousand four. Before, just a policy wasn't in law. The law set up only from two thousand four.、Ah. So last few months, I heard some news from Shanghai or from Henan. Shanghai authority last November, no, last September two thousand nine, yeah, and、yes. uh, challenged the central government, say Shanghai as a leading capital city in China, we should encourage young couple to have more than two, three children, because. This population highly educated, but those young people they don't want the children. So Shanghai had to face lots of the people come from uneducated area. You know that is cause the quality of the Shanghai population. Then just a few weeks ago, Henan, which is the largest province in China. Henan Pete challenged the central government again, say single child policy should be stopped because that's definitely damaged human family society. The young people they have no idea about brothers, sisters, uncles, you know, this kind of family structures.、Yeah. So if this generation become leaders of China, so they won't understand society in the nature way. Is, so, it, does this mean that the policy is beginning to crack?、Uh, I, I, mean, I Shanghai, believe that Hunan, and other places will simply drive it. Yeah, drive if Shanghai, this kind of leading city, and Henan, this largest province, had this kind of question, I'm quite sure. Like many, many times happened in history, Chinese policymakers always follow the people's. Actions. I think maybe in many countries the same. <laughs> yes. This is why Mao said, you know, people's country. We all thought that was a joke、reasonable. when Mao said it, though. <laughs> Actually, this is the truth. You know, this is we call a part of the democracy as、yes. well. Yeah. It's it's what is the old expression? The heavens are high and the emperor is far away. This means、uh, yes. that you do in your community, if it's a long way from from Beijing, you can do、Central、more or less what you want. Yes, this is obviously very clear. And if you travel from Shanghai to Xinjiang, and on the road or in the 
air by the airplane, hardly to see anything. If you take a train or long buses or you know whatever the public transport, then you can see you just like a back to at least between the cities of twenty years time, and the countryside might be five hundred years. Difference.、Yes. I spent ten、uh, weeks travel between the River Yellow and the River Yangtze from the west part of China, Xinjiang, Gansu,、uh, Sichuan, all the way up and down to Beijing and Shanghai. So after ten weeks, I'm quite sure to tell people, you know, that is not 2006. And many, many places in west part of China, they had a big. Family, many children. They had no idea about modern life, and、uh, they treated a public toilet around the highway is like a palace because、uh. they never see anything like tap water or electricity or you know even the the tiles in the tiles in the bathroom or in the toilet. So this kind of gap is huge. What was it that induced the government to pass a law prohibiting discrimination against women in two thousand and one, which is some time ago now? I mean, they must have wanted at that point to to at least uh, impose uh,、um, restrictions on what you could and couldn't do to women. Did that embrace the murdering of baby girls? I mean, it would have by statute, but did it in practice? I have. Actually, I have to say, from my twenty years research, I would say Mao's policy or Communist Party, yes, did lots of stupid things to Chinese in last seventy years. But something they did was good, like help women, liberate them, particularly in the cities, to have a chance to work, to choose their own marriage, to give their name to the children, to go to school. This is a communist party did a lot than any emperors or any、uh, political leaders,、uh, history makers in Chinese history. Communist party really followed the Mao's.、Uh, Uh, policy: Women can hold half sky, but the problem is education. Education system in China is quite poor. If you want to give women's liberation, it's not just women's issue. It's very important. It's how much men understand that.、Yes. Otherwise, a woman in the daytime working as a man, when they go home, they back to the tradition. That means double work, like many women I interviewed. They are very successful career women. Then they said, "I don't want it because too tired to go on. I have a double work day for society, night for my family, you know. So they don't want this kind of liberation. So I think education is very important. But unfortunately, China just opened twenty, thirty years time. You know, easy for anyone rebuild a city or street, but for such a long history, rules country, five、yeah. thousand years rules and one point three billion population, you know. And to change their mind, to change, to improve their knowledge, to help them to recognize something—it's、yeah. very difficult. This is a long march. Yes, and that's、uh, Jinran Zhui,、uh, the author of *Message from an Unknown Chinese Mother*. It's a very compelling read, I can assure you. And it's published by Chateau and Windus.